Welcome to the Let Me Interrupt podcast series, where we explore a woman's perspective in today's workplace. I'm Melissa Finch, one of your co-hosts. And I'm your other co-host, Cindy Mendez. Today, we're going to cover a topic that's a bit sensitive. It's around bullying. So if you don't feel comfortable listening to it, feel free to skip to some of our other podcasts and we'll be happy to talk to you there. Yeah, Cindy, workplace bullying, what a really great topic, especially on the cusp of October, which is Workplace Bullying Prevention Month. What what did you think it was? Bullying is just the unwanted negative interaction where one employee, that could be someone who is a lateral employee, it could be someone even that you report to, or it could be someone who uh, reports to you who ultimately bullies you in the workplace. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I'm, I think you're way ahead of me because I hadn't even th- thought about it in that way. I mean, I think when I think about bullying or, you know, up until recently, when I thought about bullying, I very much thought about schoolyard, right? Like um, elementary, middle school, high school, and all of the seriousness that comes with that. But I, I don't think I ever thought about myself in that context in the workplace. Cindy, you said something really important there. I definitely think you hit the nail on the head. I see a correlation with workplace bullies maybe doing this as adolescents and it just becoming like a a learned or, or rote behavior that transcended as they grew into adults and then they carried it forth into their professional lives people definitely do change, of course, and especially those who seek that um, support. But as we know, those bullies that very much are prevalent um, in our younger years and and in schools today and even, you know, college environments, like they grow up and they work among us, you know, they're the people that you see at the store. They're the people that you interact with. So I feel like that you're bound to come across these people um, but then you, that triggers the thought of why do I feel like I've never been bullied? Why do I feel like I've that's never, you know, been the case for me? So I think, you know, let's let's start fresh and let's start with, you know, what is the definition for our listeners? You know, does this apply to us? So according to the University of Mary Washington, workplace bullying can be defined as the repeated less favorable treatment of a person by another or others in the workplace. It can be considered unreasonable. It includes behavior that intimidates, offends, degrades, or humiliates a worker, possibly in front of coworkers, clients, or customers. Man, that really hits home. That's pretty deep, Cindy. One of the other definitions that I I have seen, too, is sabotage. So I think, you know, if anything, I would add work sabotage in there because that is the one that got me where I turned around and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I think I might've been bullied because I've definitely have had some sabotage um, as an adult that is in a, in a workplace. I, I just didn't see the link there until, until now. Well, that's a really interesting perspective, Cindy, especially about sabotage. I don't I don't know if I can actually recall a time where I've been sabotaged. Maybe I have been and I just, you know, didn't associate 
uh, the term sabotage with it or fully understand maybe what was happening. But I can definitely speak to the type of bullying where there have been coworkers or colleagues who will try to come across as intimidating. You know, I just wonder, you know, Cindy, do you, what are your thoughts about workplace bullying having something to do with tolerance? You know, it really depends on what role you play, right? Because I would think that usually those in power may have more of a safety net in a way to behave in in a bullish manner. Um, But I think that could also happen among colleagues. And if someone's not, you know, exercising tolerance with, with either a colleague or with a subordinate, that some of these behaviors can kind of sneak in and they may not even be intentional. It may just be a way to keep people in line or to discipline my employees so that they know to behave better next time, except that the discipline is not one that is, you know, let's sit here and have a review of where some pain points and let's, let's work on those. But it's like, maybe yelling at you uh, or instead of kind of providing a process, which they may not even have, is is blaming you or, or reflecting that on your performance of, well, you're not smart enough and um, you, you, you obviously don't get what I'm trying to tell you. And, and sometimes that comes from intolerance of learning and intolerance of understanding where people and employees may be at. Super relevant points. And I, I, I want to expand upon that by adding another layer that, you know, we haven't already discussed yet on, the, on this um, episode. And that's how workplace culture plays into bullying even occurring to begin with. I mean, you and I have worked for organizations across, you know, the span of our professional careers where the tolerance level uh, for allowing certain behavior um, is is sometimes ingrained in an organization, especially when, um, you know, folks at any one given organization have been there for decades. Um, And so, I really do feel like workplace culture plays a a huge part in adding fuel to the bully's tank, per per se. Absolutely. I I think that we have to think about the culture as um, being able to enable a safe space. And this is not just for, as you were talking about tolerance, well, intolerance for behavior that falls within that scope of bullying, but also creating a safe space and open communication for people to come forward and to have analytical points, I think, where, you know, as as a company, you see, well, we're having a lot of people leaving. We're having a lot of people quit this department or quit this specific, you know, section or whatever you're going to call it. And it could be as small as, you know, a one-to-one where you're you have one employee or you have a hundred employees and you're seeing like, we're having a lot of turnover, right? And in those exit interviews, giving the safe space to, I mean, hopefully it's before the exit interview, but at least in that final, like final touch point where that person is leaving, identifying like, why are people leaving? And, and if it is a specific person or if it's a specific 
you know, theme across the company to address that from higher up and creating a, a culture of safe space for people to, to come forward by creating channels, anonymous submissions, or being able to have um, touch points with different employees, you know, randomly maybe and checking in. How are you feeling? How is, you know, your manager treating you? How are your um, colleagues treating you? And, and things like that. No, I, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And, you know, I, I realize that, you know, in this day and age, it's it's nearly impossible for for one or a team of HR professionals in, in any one given organization to kind of monitor the the temperature or the climate of the, the day-to-day interaction. So I, I get that that's not feasible. And often they hear about um, events or, you know, employees' feelings often when it's, you know, far too late. I mean, first of all, I don't believe an employee should be put into the situation where they have to leave at the end of a work day or, or be midweek of any given work week and feel like, you know, their spirit has been broken by uh, their, their workplace bully. So I believe that, you know, if the employee can't find their inner voice to kind of confront their bully, but if the employee doesn't feel like they can find that inner voice to to stand up to their workplace bully and call it out for what it is, then they should, like you said, feel very comfortable to kind of reach out to their supervisor, reach out to HR, because workplace bullying is completely a form of workplace harassment. So, Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. And a lot of places already have protocols, too, for workplace harassment. So, you know, you would hope that whatever claim is made or when you come forward that there is some type of protocol there. But, you know, let me just quickly um, speak to one thing, which I think is very difficult. And I think that sometimes when something happens um, that makes you feel uncomfortable, that makes you feel humiliated and, and the humiliation can be really it's up to your interpretation, right? Like they're your feelings. Like somebody can't come to you and say like, no, you don't feel humiliated. That that does, that, that that's not the definition. It, it's really like your inner feelings. And when that happens, um, you need to be able to identify what the actual occurrence is and, and make a decision for yourself on what are your next steps? You know, are, are you in a safe environment that you can go to HR, that you can go to someone, that you can go to the manager per se and say, look, you you humiliated me in this way, or this was very intimidating when you came across this way. And um, some of the examples that I've seen for workplace bullying really can come off as like microaggression sometimes or things that you wouldn't think are, but it's the consistency of them. So it's like, questioning your intelligence or credentials or or whatever the case over and over in a public manner or even one-on-one, sometimes when those things happen, you kind of think, oh, well, that person's just not a nice person, right? But in in reality, no, that, that person is actually, you know, if it, they're doing it often enough and that person's bullying you, like you are being um, the victim of bullying. Well, why don't we, why don't we talk about Cindy 
what to do if we see workplace bullying or if our listeners see workplace bullying. I probably would kick us off by saying, I think it's definitely always in the best interest to confront workplace bullying, put a name on it, slap a label on that sucker and call it out for what it is. Yeah, I think if you if you can do that and you have the gusto to do that, definitely do it. Yeah. Just so our listeners know, from the workplacebullying.org um, survey that was done in 2021, 30% of employees experienced some type of direct bullying. So one third of people. So this is definitely happening and you're bound to come across it. And I like I like your first suggestion. Yeah, call it out when you see it. But what happens if you know, you are afraid, right? Like, even if you, it's not happening to you um, and you're afraid, I think check on the person that is, that this is happening to, because the littlest bit of support um, so that they can feel like they're not alone. They're not imagining this, that it's not, you know, just them, that a lot of the time, the bullying that happens is really attacking people's a person and attacking their, you know, intelligence, attacking their work ethic, um, and pushing employees to to do more and more and more. So I think hearing that support of, you know, what that that's not that's not the case. You are actually doing a good job, or actually, you know, you weren't on that meeting, or um, oh, they didn't thank you. So here is you know, we appreciate you and and I appreciate your work and I see you. I think that will go a long way with supporting your colleagues. And then also, if you can't talk to that person who is being the bully, then call it out to your HR, look for the resources within your organization and walk with that, with that other person who's experiencing this and, and motivate them to speak out. And if they are not, then you should speak out yourself. I think you should um, even anonymously or with your name on it, but so that there's a red flag raised that this is happening and and we're just not going to turn our heads and pretend that it's not happening because it's not us. Agreed, Cindy. I completely agree. I think that even if you don't feel that your own internal power to stand up to that bully who's bullying a colleague of yours and you opt to go the route of raising that red flag, be the buddy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go, you know, go to that individual, buddy up with them. And again, all the things that you just mentioned, you know, I see you, I appreciate you, you're doing a great job. I think all of that's imperative. Absolutely. At the same time, too, I think it's also really important before we move on to the, you know, the next part of this. But I think it's really important to self-evaluate. Look within. Are you behaving in ways that may qualify you to be a workplace bully? And I know we've said bully like a hundred times already, but um, I think that's really important because as I was reading this definition, and guys. I'm a good person. <laughs> I mean, we all like to think that, right? And that's a little bit of the problem is that we all like to think and we all think in the way that we generally are good people with good intentions. And so sometimes you won't really recognize that what you're doing is not being 
received in what in the way that you are pushing it out. Something else that I want to bring up that I think is important to consider is the actual effects of workplace bullying. Have you ever seen, Cindy, like like during your, you know, all your working years, like someone's personality shift from like maybe super outgoing, super bubbly, always positive to like a sudden, just a sudden shift, like, you know, yeah. their, 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 their affect might be flatter, you know, maybe they're grumpier, but like workplace bullying has some, some significant effects on your health, not just physical, but psychological. I was really impressed at a very well mind article that I read that states that workplace bullying can cause a whole slew of medical problems, high blood pressure, mood changes, panic attack, stress, and ulcers. I know that, you know, over my career, if I've been like the victim of a workplace bully, I I really internalize that to the point where it does, it, it can make me feel ill. Yeah, absolutely. And have I seen that? I think I have, and I didn't really realize it, um, but it definitely happens. I mean, a lot of the forms of aggression that that take place can result in, in those things and more, right? Like depression, um, anxiety, and thoughts of suicide. And so it, it truly is important and but at the same time, I think that it's not getting as much attention as, you know, sexual harassment or um, discrimination. Um, and I think it, it needs to be heightened um, how we interpret what bullying is and being able to recognize it, being able to take steps to solve it and, and make sure that it does have a public podium to really know that this is a problem that people experience in their workplace and that it could really hurt them. Oh, and hands down agree, you know, mix it with the complexity of, you know, maybe going through a separation or a divorce or a loss of a loved one. Um, and then couple that with a workplace bully. Uh, to me, it's just a recipe for disaster. I think we just really need to get back to the core root of just kindness and tolerance. And I often feel that people need a, a healthy dose um, as far as reminding in, in, in that. I think that if you give the opportunity and you can find and channel that inner voice with your bully to actually confront them, often, I'm not saying always, but often if you call out and or label that behavior and you can find the confidence to do that directly with your bully, even if you need to take a witness into a um, informal opportunity to connect with that bully to, to actually call it out, you know, that might be a driver for the bully to say, that was never my intention to make you feel that way. I'm so sorry. Perhaps. Now, I'm not saying always because I, I feel like there are just genuinely mean people in the workplace. Yeah, but I think that has to come with a level of understanding at that it may not go the way that you think. And, and I think it takes, I think that's a great idea for someone who's at that level, but there's a lot of fear 
that comes with being bullied. If you're not in a place that you can confront your bully, like Melissa said, um, which to be honest, you know, I don't think I would be on that boat because my personality is very non-confrontational and that's okay. I think that knowing that you can go to someone above their head and usually hopefully HR has some type of pull here, but I think that would be the follow-up is if you can't confront yourself, then have a champion for you. Find who that champion is to help you. And most likely that's your HR department, but this could also be someone at their level. So I think some of the key takeaways that we should pass along as far as our gems, like we typically offer our listeners as we close out, to me, they're strength in numbers. You need to put a voice to bullying and you need to kind of break that silence with coworkers then, you know, HR should be looking at the bottom line, turnover, frequent absenteeism, lower productivity. Uh, these are all things that can support someone who is a victim of workplace bullying. And I think the final gem, which not everybody has the opportunity to do, but listen, it, it is post, well, we're at the cusp of post-COVID right now. Companies are struggling to hire. There's lots of jobs. There's lots of competitive jobs. And if the place that you're in just is not a good fit, you're not happy, not just with, you know, your standard, like, you know, everybody, the common thing is like, everybody hates their job, right? But like, if this goes above and beyond that, it's really affecting you personally, it may be time to leave. It may be time to say goodbye to that company and look for another job for your own well-being. So we covered a lot and, you know, I want to make sure that our listeners know that we understand that there's more to this. We understand that there is a whole complexity that we just didn't have a chance to go over today with 20 minutes, but we really wanted to cover this and make sure that you started to kind of pop your ears open to see what is your role here? Are you a aggressor? Are you a bystander or are you being aggressed upon? Um, Because we all have a role with one third of employees experiencing this. We'll look forward to some future episodes where we kind of dive in and specific items. Um, But we hope that you got a good gist of this and we really appreciate your feedback. And until then, we'll see you on the next episode. 